Well, hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Today is Friday, December 10th, 2021. I'm hoping at some point on this podcast to drift away from politics and such, but this podcast, uh, just uh, this type of media that exists in our world today is just a good thing to vent out. So not a lot of opportunities to uh, try and process the strange times that we live in. So uh, my mind tends to drift towards the state of affairs and where this country's at, what the future is, and you know what's happening to this crazy place. Is it getting better? I mean, I'm not sure. Because it, the thing about that that era that precedes the era now, the, the Trump era, as it will be probably referred to as in history, those four years, and kind of there'll be books later written about it from that'll have more of a you know a, a reflective look because there's been. Quite a few books about the Trump era already written, but they're written kind of now, and a lot of them in the moment, while it was happening. It's one of the difficult times about the Trump era is that the abundance of information that was out there about what was happening and what was going on live at the time, and there's still sort of, and it was like all kinds of tentacles were planted in the government, and they proceeded to do you know, their, the work that they were passionate about, uh, which was, you know, tax cuts for the wealthy, tax cuts for corporations, and then sort of delegitimizing any law uh, that would protect the interests of the people. So it was a uh, pretty chaotic time, but we're still kind of living in, living in the aftermath of it, the aftershocks of the uh, Trump era. Uh, there's still investigations being done uh, Trump the the individual human may at some point in his life finally face some kind of reckoning he's been screwing people over for decades he's a well-known con man unfortunately uh, unfortunately for the you know sake of our country um, you know, there was just a bit too many people that just didn't know that back in 2016 and then somehow there was even more people that didn't know that after seeing him on the world stage for four years. It didn't somehow become abundantly clear what it was that he was and what it was that he represented, which was not, you know, the, the betterment of humanity or, or something. That's, that's not what Donald John Trump was or is about. And I don't, it's very confusing how people even thought that that's what he was about. Or, if you didn't think that, but chose him anyway, what what is that, you know, if if you knew that he wasn't about the betterment of humanity as a whole, why are you voting for him, you know? Because he clearly and obviously did not represent that kind of thing. You know, he represented something much different and darker and more sinister. and And he was very overt about it. Donald John Trump was not a subtle person, you know. He really leaned into it. Um, you know, and it's, uh, it, 
it's disturbing for the future in the country and state of affairs on, on a wide variety of reasons. Uh, you know, it's not just that he was able to appoint Supreme Court justices. That's a thing. You know, he had three of them confirmed. It's not just that he had a lot of federal judges appointed and confirmed. It's not just that he has this legion of followers and stuff that are willing to do anything for him. It's not just all those things. What it also is, it's like it, the confusing message that children are receiving in this current age. Like, what are we supposed to tell them? You know, Donald John Trump is not an honorable person. He's not an ethical person. He's not a morally sound in any way person. He, he doesn't really stand for much of anything except accruing more money and power by any means necessary. He doesn't care what loyalties he has to sever. You know, people that may have been loyal to him for decades, he will cut them loose at any moment if it means that he can gain an inch. Even if it means dire hardship for them. And even if it means the consequences for him might be minimal if he just takes a little bit of the heat off the people loyal to him. He's unwilling to do such things. That's just how he's wired, and that's how he was trained to be. He was trained to be that way. It's disconcerting that so many people see a person like that and w want to emulate it and look up to a person like that, you know? How do people get like that? How do they think that someone like Don John Trump is good and noble and someone to aspire to just because he's got a lot of money? That's it? That's all you want out of life? You're going to hang yourself if you don't become a millionaire by 30 or whatever? I won't say the person's name I know, but... Someone was very, uh, well, a dear friend of mine from college, he uh, kind of mentioned that once post-college, he was working some shit job, and he has a bachelor's degree in two different things, you know, and he was working as a fucking janitor, and it was like, but he's a diehard Republican, and he mentioned something in one of his texts about, like, uh, well, I'll just hang myself if I never become a millionaire or something, like, what the fuck? I mean, you're right on your way, you know, you're working as a fucking janitor voting for Republicans, you know, and you have a f two bachelor's degrees, but that's our world. I mean, we are, to the fairness of the working class conservative, they are only presented two options. For them, like me, um, one of the options is not an option, so they just go with the other one. That's kind of the reason why I go Democrats. I'm a Christian and a working class person. Therefore, I do not vote Republican. Now, I understand that millions of people fall into those two categories, and that's why they vote Republican. So it's very confusing. I can't vote for that organization because I'm a Christian and I'm a working class person. It would be voting against my own interests. I don't want to do that. That would be dumb. But millions of people do it every, you know, every election. Millions of people believe that the Republican Party is the embodiment of small government, fiscal conservatism, and Christian values. The modern-day Republican Party personifies none of those values. Okay? They are not small government. A government that dictates to you what medical procedures you're allowed to have, what religion you may or may not be allowed to have, and sort of discriminates you if you're a, a particular religion... A, a, a government that suppresses free speech. 
government that acts violently towards you anyway just for peacefully protesting. None of those things are small government. A government that creates laws and enforces laws and keeps laws on the books that punish people for growing, selling, or simply possessing a certain type of plant. That is also not a small government. But again, all of these types of things are things that the Republican Party is very much supportive of. Republican Party is very supportive of big government things like dictating to women what sort of medical procedures they are legally allowed to have and then offering no alternatives. None. Zero. Just we are going to dictate to you what is in your best interest. What is going inside your body is now the government man's business. Yeah. You may have not even told anyone what your situation is, but yet the government man's going to know about it. That's called big government. Big, big, big government. Yeah. Government building a wall is huge government. That's a massive, massive government. When it's building a wall to stretch along an entire border, thousands of miles, that's a huge, huge, huge government. Massive. That costs tons and tons of money. And it generates nothing in revenue except further cost down the line. So a horrible, horrible, horrible investment. But it was one of the main platforms of Donald John Trump. I'm going to build a wall and I'm going to have someone else pay for it. There is a certain acknowledgement in there, at least, sort of, that it is quite expensive to build a massively big wall that stretches for thousands of miles in the middle of the desert. It's really expensive. You got to get supplies down there. You got to pay people to build it. You know, you know the design. There's the terrain is not really super ideal for building a big, massive structure. You know, it, it's a lot of barren terrain along there. A lot of it's just open border. You know, it, it's in the middle of the fucking desert. You know, um, but there's a lot of people that are uh, you know anti-Latino, anti-immigrant in this country, and they're not racist. They'll they'll tell you that, and then they'll say but, and then they'll say something racist. You know. So we have a bunch of those, and so those people can be exploited. You can have a con man promise those people the building of a wall to protect them from, you know, Latinos who speak Spanish and want to have a job working in the United States of America. Oh, oh no, you know. Um, but yeah, that guy he promises them the building of a wall, these angry racist people. Now, he saw these angry racist people back at the beginning of what's called the Tea Party movement. Yeah. The Tea Party movement was basically a group of very angry, disenfranchised, working-class people. They were fed up with the system, and rightfully so, and all that sort of thing, but they got manipulated. Um, they were angry and pissed off, and sometimes when you're angry and pissed off, you do things that are irrational. And so what these people, what happened to them is they were taken advantage of by billionaires. Yeah. And so billionaires were the ones that kind of paid for the Tea Party movement. And it was sort of an anti-health care, anti-estate tax, anti-taxes on the wealthy movement that was all working class people. Yeah. Um, and then in there, there was also, you know, healthcare is socialism, and then they would compare Barack Obama to Hitler because he was trying to 
who's trying to create healthcare as a right. Um, and you know, bless bless these people's hearts. You know, I, I know they meant well, um, but you know, that it wasn't a good look for our country back in the beginning of the Tea Party days. You know, you got folks that are very loud and proud out in the street with signs and everything comparing Barack Obama to Hitler. And and, and they don't even, they're even unable to, uh, to understand the absurdity of the comparison, like how ridiculous that is. They just don't get it. But they're very vocally declaring themselves. That's why it's called the vocal minority. Because only a minority of the population truly thinks that Barack Obama is someone similar to Hitler. You, you have to be kind of a... You have to lack a certain understanding of the history of World War II to, to be able to make such a, an extremely flawed comparison. You know, that, 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 they're not in the same at, at all. No, no. Now, it, where it got confusing for people is Hitler was a leader of the National Socialist Party. So it's that darn word, socialism, socialist, yeah. But what Hitler was, was a fascist. Yeah, he was a dictator. And what fascists do is they take over the country and they kind of take over, they just rebrand stuff and, and kind of morph whatever country they are taking over into their light or something. So they'll kind of rebrand certain slogans and turn them into something else and kind of fuck with people's heads. And that's what Hitler did. And so, no, he wasn't socialist. No, he was a fascist. Um, he was an authoritarian dictator and a, and a very evil human. It's almost hard to even think of him as being an actual human being because he was so wretched. You know, there, there's... Thankfully, he's a, 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 a far distant past now. But unfortunately, we, we don't really learn, not all of us learn from history, you know. And so comparisons are made to certain historical, historical figures that aren't really there. You know, Trump is closer, but even he is not in the same kind of thing. He's different. He, you know, Trump is has the same sort of ethical and moral code with, with maybe less ambition of Hitler. And so therefore was not able to uh, wasn't able to inflict as much pain upon humanity as Hitler did. You know, uh, Trump is a very thankfully is a very weak individual. Now he is very morally and ethically corrupt in every which way and is in no way a person to aspire to. Yes, he has lots and lots of money, but that's money that was given to him as a birthright. And that money that he got as a birthright was not money that those people earned through honor, honorable or ethical means either. No, and, and those people, Donald John Trump's father trained Donald John Trump to be, you know, vicious and cruel and do anything to make more money. And didn't really care who you fucked over. Win at all costs. In order for you to win, someone must lose. There is no mutually agreeable situation type stuff. No. Exploit whatever you can. Burn all bridges and then move on. And then do it all over again. And that was Trump's kind of M.O. for decades. 
And it all happened out in the open. It's all public record. So that's the, the layers and layers of sort of frustration, embarrassment, what have you, from the Trump era, you know, they, they linger because there's still this thing that's kind of festering. We still don't have more options besides the Republican and Democratic Party. The Republican Party is the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy through tax cuts for the wealthy, tax cuts for corporations, and then the cutting of funding to Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, public education, and infrastructure. And that is what that organization does. In 2016, maybe it was the Republican Party was getting worried that people were kind of getting, you know, in on it and starting to understand that fact about the organization and that their political rhetoric wasn't going to work anymore. Maybe they were worried that. I, I, I don't know. But for some reason, they picked Donald John Trump. But Trump saw his opening with that Tea Party thing. Um, you know, there, there's a group that can, they're definitely going to believe just about anything, you tell them. You know, if, if they're going to compare Hitler to Obama, yeah, there, there's some marks for you. And, uh, you know, there, there was a lot of racism, kind of in your face, kind of blatant racism. Um, during the Tea Party stuff, it was, you know, overt and clearly that, you know, the, the, this kind of stuff, it just gets me, makes me kind of squeamish. I am a white person, so I've been around a lot of white people in my life, obviously. And sometimes when you're in a big group of white people, uh, you know, they will say things. And it, it's, uh, you know, it's disconcerting that it's still like a thing. They're still around. There's still like the people that have these harsh negative judgments about whole groups of people simply because of what their skin color is. It's like, it's weird that it's still a thing that goes on. But yeah, when people are like that, they can be manipulated. So you can, you can promise people that genuinely think that all Latinos coming to this country are going to somehow steal their job, whatever, whatever the fuck that even means. I don't, I don't even know, but... There's people that literally believe that. So you can mess with them. You can say, well, we're going to build a wall. And it doesn't even matter if you have any actual plans, any true method to deliver on plans for a wall. It doesn't matter. Those people, I mean, they're hungry for it. That, that's that's going to solve all their problems because it's all the immigrants and the Latinos' fault for you know, their life not working out. It's the others. They're the ones that are causing the problem. You know, <laughs> it's, I don't know how people live like that, you know, it's, it's, it's just weird, I don't know, but it's as much a part of our country's history as anything else, you know, the sort of conflict and, you know, conflict between different groups and uh, animosity and tension while still trying to be a country of the, the people, by the people, for the people. I might have messed up the order there just now, but yeah. But we're in the era now that's like, Trump's no longer the president, but he still has a legion of loyal followers, including some that are ranking members of the Senate and the House of Representatives and on the Supreme Court. And uh, many of them have made it clear that they are still very loyal to him and kind of his ideals, which means kind of really just kind of catering the government to whatever the whims and desires of those, you know, the, the wealthy, affluent class want it to be, whatever they think is best.
And, uh, and for some of them, it's also like appeasing the MAGA crowd. Maybe throwing some legislation here and there that makes them happy. Like uh, banning abortion. You know, I, I don't even... That would that it would be an unconstitu- unconstitutional law to for the government to <laughs> be in, involved in what's going on inside a woman's body. It, 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 that and no, it, it, there's no way to make an abortion ban constitutional. But somehow the, the there's there are justices that are on the Supreme Court right now that are coming up with all kinds of ways to try and make that happen. Brett Kavanaugh's the kind of the lead guy on that. He's kind of openly declared that he is, you know, basically trying to figure out a legal way to make an abortion ban legal, to make getting abortions illegal, to make a certain medical procedure that exists illegal, and how to do it under the guise of constitutionality. Uh, it, it, it's it, it's a can't be done thing, but they're gonna write it into existence anyway, <laughs> you know, and uh, and so it goes. It it may they're, they're empires like a democracy don't fall with, you know, like a a big statue collapsing or something. It's 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 a slow crumbling. And it's, you know, it's stuff like that that can start breaking down the whole fabric of everything, you know. Supreme Court justices using their power as justices are going to try to declare that they, as the law of the land, know what is in every single woman's best interest, what is going on inside their body. They're going to declare that as such. And that is, that, that is their intention and their plan. It hasn't done, been happened yet but they're trying to figure out a way to do it. And the fact that they're spending energy trying to do this instead of addressing other legal matters, you know, that's not really, if you're a small government person, that's not really something the government should be involved in, sort of dictating to people what sort of medical procedures they're allowed to have. It's not, if you're against it, speak out against it and offer alternatives, okay? If you're against it, speak out against it and offer alternatives, okay? If you're against it, speak out against it and offer alternatives, okay? That, that's the best way for you to get, you know, to proclaim your position and, and for you to be happy. You don't want there to be as many abortions, okay? Then speak out against it and offer alternatives and aid in that effort, you know, of the alternatives, you know? And also support health care as a right education, as a right and a universal basic income. Those kind of things help too. And also understand that some things in this world you're going to be uncomfortable with. That's just how it goes. Yep, I know. It's a bummer. This world is a harsh place sometimes. Yep. So yeah, some things in this world you're going to be very uncomfortable with. Yeah, I know. But again, that's that's how it goes. So... You can be upset about it, that a person that you don't know and have never met and never will meet went to the doctor and, and they had a procedure done. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're never going to meet you. They're never going to talk to you about it. Um, but they had a procedure done and you're very upset about it. And that's okay that you're upset about it. You're allowed to be upset. 
okay? That's okay. Be upset about the fact that someone that you don't know, have never met, and never will meet, went to the doctor and had a medical procedure done. Okay? You, you, for some reason that upsets you, and yes, you, you have your very specific reasons, and you're, yeah, brr, but that's okay. That's okay. Be mad. That's okay. Yeah. Now, the, the only thing, though, is, is it's okay to be mad, but we, we don't need to have a government man, you know, kind of going to that person that had a medical procedure and then kind of intervening, asking them questions and stuff like, what kind of medical procedure was it? You know, and what, you know, that's not really any of the government man's business. They don't really need to be involved with that. So yes, I understand your position on abortion. You're very passionate about it and you believe what you believe and no one's going to ever... And, and yes, 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 yes. I, I understand. I understand. I understand. That's okay. You can be very upset about it and scream and yell. I've seen people that like will walk around with almost like a billboard dropped around the shoulders and they'll like kind of scream around at a corner. Hey, there you go. You can be one of those people. You're not causing any harm. You're just kind of annoying people. You're being just kind of obnoxious, but that's okay. You know, you may be asked to stop at some point if there's like, you know, a curfew or something, but you're allowed to exercise your right to speech and, you know, say what you feel about abortion, that like you believe emphatically that a 20-week fetus is the exact same thing as like a 10-week-old a baby. And, and that's what you believe, 1,000%. Okay, that, that's okay that you believe that. And, and I get that you're very upset that, again, someone that you don't know is, and you've never met had a medical procedure. Okay, and you're upset about it. Okay, and you believe, ah, yes, it's okay. It's okay to be upset, be upset. Speak your mind and offer alternatives. What are your alternatives? Okay. Abortion is, becomes illegal. Okay, then what? What? <laughs> you're not solving a problem. You're creating new ones. What is your solutions? What are your alternatives? What are you doing to address that particular situation that you're creating now? You're creating a situation now. What are you going to do? What's your next steps? You must have some. Okay. <laughs> you're creating quite a situation there. You're, you're telling, you know, basically half the population or whatever, it's a sizable portion of the population, that this certain particular medical procedure that is basically only available to them is now not available to them. You know, there's a, only women could get an abortion, obviously. But there's going to be a medical man saying that this can't be, but there's certain situations in what it's a thing that happens, again, there's things that happen in this world that you're uncomfortable with, and that's okay. That's okay to be uncomfortable, but there are all things in this life that you're going to be uncomfortable with. This, this world is not all puppy dogs and snowflakes. You know, there's a lot of rotten things that go on on this planet. And I'm not necessarily saying... I'm not really stating my opinion on the procedure, even for the people getting it. They're not, like, gleefully skipping in. It's sort of as a, something that just has to happen. And, and I guess I, I get other people are uncomfortable with that and they feel what they feel and at this particular point it's this and at this point it's that. The only one that really knows is, is, is that particular person and, and, and 
they're interacting with their doctor and kind of and their partner maybe but maybe not that's the, the one who has the obviously the final call is, is the actual person that go, that's going through the procedure you know it's their body they know so it's their call not the government man and and not the other person that believes what they believe and is shouting it from the moon you know rooftops and mountaintops and all that yes you're, you're entitled to your opinion you know but you know it's basically the Republican body is just taking advantage of people with that very passionate position that abortion should be illegal they're commonly referred to as pro-life uh, but their actual you know the, the truer way to refer to them is they are anti-abortion they believe that abortion should be illegal under all circumstances. Yeah, no matter what, it should never be allowed. So it, uh, it not very pro-life at all, honestly. No, it, yeah, because there, there's a large portion in that crowd that are also like within the Republican, you know, creating these anti-abortion laws. There's a lot of them that are anti-health care as a right and are blocking measures to create health care as a right, education as a right, you know. Taxes on the wealthiest, they block those. The marginal tax is not a tax on the successful. It, 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 you know, it's a tax on the top, crazy top 2% or so of people in this country, you know. And then it goes to pay for hospitals, schools, roads, bridges, all those, all those things in and of themselves are, of course, jobs, too. Both public and private. So I guess, I don't know. Our country, we really went sideways during the Trump era. And maybe with reflection and uh, the right set of eyes and, and the right sort of producing of kind of... a. a it was a succinct, coherent message. We can start waking more people up about what Trump represents and what the modern-day Republican Party represents. You know, Marco Rubio, Jim Jordan, Matt Gates, Gomer, Gozar, Ted Cruz, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, Kevin McCarthy. What do those individuals represent? What kind of laws do they create? What is their effect on the people of the United States of America, regardless of what you look like or what your political affiliation is? What do those men, primarily men, primarily white men, what do they primarily do? Now, the list of names I just gave, the thing they primarily do is they cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations. And then they try to cut funding to Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, public education, infrastructure investment. They're the main ones that fight any sort of investment in infrastructure. And they'll do this after they gave the wealthy people more money. Donald Trump was able to convince a bunch of Tea Party people who were anti-racist and anti-immigrant that he was going to build them a wall. He did not build a wall. Mexico did not pay for it. The president of Mexico even specifically said, I'm not paying for that fucking wall. He said fucking. Yeah, they had to bleep it out on the news. Because why would they pay for a wall? That's stupid. But anyway... That was Trump's main platform, was that he was going to build a, a wall for the racists to, to keep the racists happy. 
that don't like, uh, you know, Latinos. They don't like people who speak Spanish to be in their country. So he promised them a wall. And then uh, the first thing he did uh, a few months into his presidency is he signed a tax bill that was written by the Republicans uh, that gave wealthy people more money. Yep. Now, the weird thing is that was over four years ago. You know, it, that should have been the, like, ha-ha, gotcha thing, you know. Because, I mean, they, were, they actually, like, celebrated it. it. I mean, that was the funniest part. Like, Trump was bragging that he just took advantage of a bunch of suckers, you know. Millions of people, bless their heart, voted for Donald John Trump because he was going to build them a wall. And the first thing he does, not like two, three months into his presidency, is he gives himself a tax cut. You know. And then years later, there's still hard-working people enthusiastically supporting that schmuck. You know. Like, what are you supposed to do? I mean, I don't know. Our, our country is not obvious. It can't be long for this world if we have millions of people that genuinely think a man like Trump is like the embodiment of what to be in life. Countries are not going to last long, you know. His organizations don't last long. He, he's a... He just kind of demolishes things from within, you know. So... um But I don't know. I think uh, enough people speak out about the era. And, and uh, one thing is I've been speaking out, but what are the alternatives? Because, like, the only other option represented in the uh, media is the Democratic Party. It would be nice if maybe more independents ran and they were legitimate options. And maybe if more independents started filling the ranks, there could be more laws that just have to be voted on on their accord. And you can't just have a band of misfits that just say, well, nope. Or not even misfits, but just like the Republican Party will just say, we're not even going to vote on a bill. Like Mitch McConnell, the former Senate Majority Leader, all the time there would be ha bills that would pass in the House and they would just sit there. And it's amazing when you hear people that support the Republican Party, they will blame it all on Nancy Pelosi. Like, do you, know, do you not have any understanding of government? Once bills pass in the House, then, then they go to the Senate. If the Senate Majority Leader refuses to even bring them to the floor, then they, they can't pass. You know, the law just stops. Well, the Democrats are trying to create socialism. No. So, it's one of the flaws with the two-party system is that because the only other option is the Democrats, they're just, I don't know, they're, they're these sort of weak, sort of generic lobs that the you know, the propaganda machines throw the other way, and it just works because, you know, they're, they're preaching to the choir, you know, like, the MAGA crowd, they're voting Republican, so as long as they just get reassured that the, uh, the one other option sucks, uh, then they're good to go, and that's all they really need. The fact that the organization they're voting for is not going to do anything that are going to better their interests is irrelevant you know the one other option is, is bad but it doesn't take much you know the la the jabs said the democrats are well they're socialists it's just such a generic non like, what, what do you mean so a, a a modern 21st century democratic society cannot have health care as a right without descending into the madness of socialism why do you have to be a socialist country just to have health care as a right
you know that seems really stupid you know <laughs> and the thing is none of the republican party members leadership really are that dumb you know they just know that well i, I don't i don't get get what it is you know like i'm sure they could have just as much power and fame by just doing the right things you know you could still they could be the the counterpoint to extreme liberalism whatever that is i don't i don't i don't know but like you can have hospitals that are in cities and stuff like that's a, it, it's not like it's that much different you can have hospitals and healthcare clinics where people go when they're sick all that's the same you still have healthcare professionals and heart surgeons and brain surgeons that make really good money and nurses that don't make quite as much money as a heart surgeon but still make very good money and maybe even more money than they do now and you still have medical schools and people all that's still the same that's exactly the same and maybe even better preferably better you, you know like <coughs> like the nurses and stuff and, and kind of your foot, boots on the ground folks get paid a little bit better a little bit better benefits and all that kind of stuff but all that's exactly the same so you know the, the main one difference would be like currently you are paying hundreds of dollars a month to a for-profit company that's called a health insurance company. Yeah, that is a for-profit entity. Its purpose is to increase shareholder value. It's called a corporation. The purpose of a corporation is to increase shareholder value. Yeah, that's its purpose. Its purpose is to not keep you alive. No. Um, if it's in their economic interest to keep you alive, sure. But, you know, they're going to pay as little as possible of, of your medical costs. They're trying to retain a profit. Uh, they can use that profit to pay dividends to the shareholders and also nice big bonuses to the CEO and various other board of directors members. That's the purpose of a corporation, is to increase shareholder value. It doesn't matter what sector of the economy that particular corporation is in, whether it's in the healthcare industry or food service or entertainment or whatever. The purpose of a corporation is to increase shareholder value. So, there's a highly inflated cost in our current system with the healthcare system because of health insurance companies, that middleman. You know, because healthcare is not a right, it's a privilege that you have to pay exorbitant amounts of money to get. But that privilege is a need that every single human needs. You, you need to get regular checkups and stuff and people get hurt and sick and they need health care you know people need treatment at times you need to have hospitals where people go when they get sick and they need medical treatment you need to have such things you need to have fire departments to take care of people when their house is burning down or some other emergency that requires a fire department to show up is needed all those kinds of things are needed for a 21st century productive society and hence you have taxes. Basically, any form of tax is basically some sort of form of socialism. Any form of privatization or allowing private business to take care of things is a form of capitalism. So obviously, if you had health care as a right, and education as a right, and even if you had a universal basic income, there would be still plenty of room for corporations, big and medium and small, and plenty of room for small business, and hopefully even more room for small business and maybe even less room for big, large, massive corporations if you had a system where healthcare is a right, education is a right, and universal basic income. 
again you can have all three of those things and it doesn't have to mean you did you subscribe to a particular ism nope because socialism is where everyone makes the exact same amount of money that's the key ingredient that's the key topper that that's the key aspect that's kind of left out when the republicans are like the democrats are all socialists and, and they're not even all pro healthcare is the right anyway the, the democrats again the, the main thing with the democrats is they are simply the other option okay yeah so so they're not primarily focused on the interests of the wealthy but some of them are you know they're not primarily focused on cutting taxes for the wealthy and corporations but some of the democrats are you know they're not primarily focused on health care as a right but some are you know so the democrats are a democracy so it's kind of like everybody everyone who like knows that the republicans are the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy and that's exclusively what they do you know that and there's not really a lot of other options to run for that get legitimate kind of representation on the national level national you know coverage and such so if you want to have a legitimate shot you got to run in one of the two main options you know and for many like you know the republican party it's just it's just not an option you can kind of pretend that it represents some sort of mm, you know conservatism and, and preserving the republic and small government and fiscal conservatism and all that sort of thing but you know that that's just not what the organization now is about and that's not really what their ethos is today it's just that that's not what they are you know that there's something else that they're, they're more the they they went and it's something that happens in certain countries with certain political systems where it is only two or three options they kind of start leaning in one direction and then they'll just start sliding even further becoming even more reactionary so that's kind of where they are you know they want to Trump's slogan was make America great again, kind of reverting back to the old times. You know, we're not good now, but we were once. You know, like, that, that's such a weird slogan. I don't understand how that works so well. It's so annoying that that guy actually gained so much legitimate, like, unabashed, unapologetic, boastful, praise from all kinds of people like people have called friends like and and they're like not even sh the slightest bit like a shame about it you know i had a, one of my best friends from high school he went to moody bible institute you know he's a devout christian we like hung out with each other all the time throughout high school you know we were best buds and he like deleted me as a facebook friend because i was challenging him on his support for donald john trump you went to Moody Bible Institute. You're a Christian, you know? And you're... It's very... It's a frustrating time. And it's still frustrating. It's a, it's a weird era. It's hard to process, you know? So you just go through the grind and work. You work so you can have some money to... The, all of which will go to basic bills and maybe there'll be a a bit of discretionary funds for something fun every once in a while, but... This country's a grind, man, and uh, there's people at the high levels of government that are trying to make it even more of a grind for the masses, and there's, like, millions of people that are, like, eagerly yearning for it because they don't understand that that's, that is what it is. You're, you're just making it more of a grind, you know? Healthcare and school as a right, <laughs> having the right to go to a doctor 
to get an education and a basic like stipend that you'd get that's no big deal but just sort of a basic stipend that none of those things are like safety nets they're just like basic kind of foundational type stuff but when we're at such a state in a society and we're so divided and people are gobbling up so much propaganda conservative news that they can genuinely you know the senate majority leader with a straight face can say that you know social security is an entitlement you know it's an entitlement while creating laws at the same time that cut taxes for the wealthy like spending time and effort creating and not just tax cuts but tax loopholes specific tax provisions in the tax code that exclusively benefit people who are earning massive amounts of money Republican Party is all for those kind of things and that is what they're about and I think uh, you know that's a that's the state with you know media and such and their social age when people kind of uh, you know boldly declare themselves and they're boldly declaring themselves so you know you got the Tea Party movement and all that they're they're boldly kind of declaring that they can be manipulated you know and, and possibly fairly easily you can tell them just about anything you can what and so whatever you need to tell them to get the vote for you that's what you tell them and then you cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations yeah again the main group of people voting Republican are not wealthy people not even all wealthy people vote Republican but there's enough that uh, you know give that organization money to spread a certain message that appeases to you know this group of people and our society that have, you know, just, God bless them, but, you know, they, they've just sort of chosen a certain source of information that's uh, biased, and, and therefore, instead of just telling them the information, it's telling them what to think, and, and these people are abiding by it, you know, they, they are making choices and voting accordingly as Fox News, InfoWars, and various other conservative media is telling them to do. And what it's telling them to do is to continue to vote Republican because the Democrats are bad. And that's about, yes, that's that, that's an extremely Cliff Notes version of the message, but yeah, that's that, that's about it. You watch little snippets. I can't, I can't really, I can't really digest more than a couple minutes of that Fox News garbage. I, I don't really understand how people can plug into that so much it's pretty crazy it's not good for your mind you got to unplug from that stuff and, and what you plug into instead that's that's not really relevant right now you know unplug from that kind of stuff first and, and maybe just go outside and take some fresh air or something I, you know you, you gotta you gotta drift away from that kind of propaganda stuff it, it'll seem subtle enough if you watch it enough but that that propaganda stuff is jarring um, when when you don't ever watch it, and then you turn it on once, it's like whoa, yikes! <laughs> um, if people are gobbling up this eight nine hours a day, no wonder they're doing poor things and making poor decisions. Goodness gracious, you know if you're watching Sean Hannity every single night and Tucker Carlson and the uh, I forget what's Ingram or Ingram. Yikes. If you're watching those folks, you know, three hours a night, every single night, plus, you know, various other Fox News and maybe some info, that is a lot. That's a lot of, 
you know, negative information being force-fed into your skull, and and you're voting and, and thinking about the world based off of what they're telling you. You know, um, you got to find a way to unplug from that. And I don't, I don't know what it is, you know. Um, I pray and hope that uh, people unplug from the Fox News and InfoWars negativity and they find a better way to embrace the world and humanity and the positivity of the message and get back to the roots. Amen. Well, I think that was a good one. I think I'll leave it there. It's a little meandering today. It's a scattered country and it's scattered time, so my mind's a little scattered and all over the place. It's, it's just, it's a weird, surreal time to be alive. It's the post-Donald John Trump was the president of the United States era. What? How is this not... It, this isn't a sci-fi movie? You know? I swear I saw this movie in a theater once when I was living in Vegas. It was called Man of the Year. It starred Robin Williams. There's this weird glitch in the voting system that allows this comedian to become, who runs as kind of just a publicity stunt, and he ends up becoming president, though, but it, it was just like a stunt. But that was more like com comedy, and then it kind of turned into a kind of a bit of a thriller towards the end there, but it was Robin Williams. It's kind of a decent movie, but, you know, I wouldn't want to live it. I would prefer that one than the Donald Trump era, though. You know, Robin Williams is president. I would take the him over uh, Trump any day. It's like one of the most annoying, obnoxious, D-list celebrities of all time. I just never understood why he kept lingering around. So annoying. There's so many more other people that make it to the limelight that were, that were so much more interesting and fascinating and talented than he was. He just didn't really have any of that. You know, he's, he was just obnoxious and wealthy and that's it that, that was his whole shtick he had a lot of money but he wasn't really good at anything but the power of affluence power of wealth the power of inheriting 400 million dollars from your father after he set up a trust fund you, for you when you're born then becoming a millionaire by the time you're 8 years old the power of such things you know it can yield to many more powerful things. <sighs> what would you do if you had grown up in such wealth? But of course there is the caveat that you would have the older brother who was a decent good person but then was just sort of tormented by your father and turned into a kind of a, you know, you know, broke him. So you saw that and, and decided to be a what your father wanted you to be. A cruel, vicious person that would do anything to win. And that's what Donald John Trump became. He doesn't care. He will do anything to preserve his own neck, to preserve his power and to increase his wealth. You could always change at any time, but unfortunately for Mr. Trump, there are laws in this country, so if he was to change, i.e. own up to his actions, repent and such things, um, uh, he, he would end up facing uh, quite, at a minimum, financial peril. But it, even if he doesn't own up to his actions, he most likely will face per financial peril. Uh, he's involved in a criminal and civil suit. Most likely, one can hope, 
the reckoning will final, finally come to Donald John Trump. I don't wish any ill will, any sort of physical harm to the man or anything. May he just die of old age at some point. But, uh, yeah, he, he needs to pay a reckoning. His empire needs to come to a... It needs to come down. <laughs> the pieces broken apart and sold off. And uh, the revenue is used to do something good with. Um, like Carnegie when he passed away. Trump could, like almost like maybe in death, do something that's, you know, positive. Whereas once he's finally gone... But right now, he's, it sounds like he's massively in debt, so I don't even think he'll have anything to leave this world except more debt. So, But, you know, there are physical structures that he's got his name on. He doesn't own too many of them, though, but some of them he does, or at least his organization does, or at least he has some sort of level of ownership of the company that owns the thing in paper, whatever. It's a lot of, uh, it's a huge paper trail is what Trump is. It's It's the kind of things that... Are, again, tax loopholes are created for the wealthy. So it's a specific laws created for the wealthy. People like Donald John Trump. There's a reason grifters exist because there's it's like this sort of slipstream in the economy that certain people can just sort of go through, accumulate massive amounts of money without really doing anything, just sort of pretending to do things. And that's what Trump has been doing for decades. And uh, until people stop supporting him, well, you know, we, we can't really improve, you know. There needs to be a mass exodus, if you will, from Trump. And what they do instead is hopefully just embrace positivity, you know, humanity, life, you know, embrace those kind of things. Cure the sick, feed the hungry, keep it simple, you know. Focus on those things first. That, I'd like, I'd like, really like the government just to kind of really work. Let's just break it down, the basic, basic, basic stuff. You know, cure the sick, feed the hungry, clothe the unclothed. You know, home the, the homeless, find shelter. You know, let's make sure that kind of real super duper duper basic stuff is getting taken care of. I know, you, you know, they have all kinds of other stuff on their agenda that they want to get to. Um, but let's make sure people can, like, they have, like, you know, clean drinking water and people that are, especially, like, you know, the people among the masses. Yeah, you know, the wealthy are fine. So we don't, they don't really need to worry about health care and getting clothes and stuff like that. They have massive amounts of money. They're, they're wealthy. All those things they can pay for out of pocket, no problem. There's lots of other people, though, where those kind of things are getting really difficult and more difficult as the government fights against such things being rights. So, um, hopefully, you know, we can start drifting more towards a sort of humane society where, you know, you, you have certain rights as, as a being, as, as, a, as a person, you know. You, you have a right, as a person walking this world, I as a person have the right to, to life, you know. An actual person that exists in this world you know, I have the right to get health care treatment or I don't need it. If I want to go to school, even at my ripe old age of 41 and go earn another degree, I can go just do it at any publicly funded university, as long as I'm accepted. But I probably would be because I already have a bachelor's. So a lot of them like that sort of thing when you're earning a second degree. It's easy to get admitted. But anyway...
Hope everyone uh, staying safe out there. Make sure you're vaccinated. There's this Omicron thing and the Delta variant and all that. Basically, because not enough people got vaccinated, uh, the virus was allowed to spread to more people and mutate each time it, you know, went from one person to another because it's an airborne illness. And uh, lots of people weren't wearing, wearing masks and weren't vaccinated. So the more people it bounced from, the more variants. Yeah. And the, the better it gets at, well, killing humans. Yeah, it's a, it's a virus that kills humans. So it would be cool if, uh, you know, more people would take it seriously and do what they need to do to, to, to not, it's a, so it will go away, you know. Um, yeah, uh, it, it, it is a, it's a hard one to digest. Other groups of humans have had to gone, go through far worse than us having to wear a mask um, and get a shot. So, you know, when it comes to diseases, um, you know, humanity has, has gone through a lot, you know. This isn't the first rodeo that humanity has had to go through with diseases and stuff. So people like, fortunately though, uh, people like Dr. Fauci, uh, this isn't his first rodeo either. And he, he knows what he's doing. Uh, I don't even know the term to describe what he is. Dr. White, the doctor of intimidation. Anyway, the, the, the people that do what he does, uh, they devote their life to helping people not get these kinds of diseases. Yeah, so an extremely smart, highly intelligent person that devoted his life um, to preventative medicine type, you know, in, in the studying of these kinds of diseases to make sure that people don't get them and his work has saved millions of lives probably yeah um, and if more people had heeded his advice who knows the coronavirus may already be gone yep that is the situation that we're in um, because people are so plugged into conservative media they don't even understand how you know vaccines work and then they start yep and they go down rabbit holes of whatever uh-oh, you know, um, so again, lack of understanding of history um, and kind of con con contorting and confusing things because everything's moving so fast, you think it's like, whoa, you know, that, that happened there and that didn't, whoa, that didn't do the thing that you're supposed to, oh, no, yeah, everything's on the up and up, the vaccines do do what they do, man, uh, they do help you, uh, help your body fight the disease so that you don't die from an airborne illness. Have you not watched the footage or anything? You don't want to go out that way. That's not, that's not the way to go. So, yeah, get, do what you got to do to prevent yourself and to prevent other people from getting it before it gets too mutated and then... Yeah, anyway. Stay safe out there. God bless. This is Gary. Thinking out loud.